listening to the Adam and Kyle podcast, where we hope to ignite inspiration through seeking the extraordinary and the ordinary. We will bring you episodes where we will let you in on our decades-long journey as friends and have conversations with guests about their passions, learning through lived experiences, and what challenges and excites them. Also, listen for bonus episodes that revolve around our shared love for music as we take a deep dive into our favorite bands, albums, and what we're spinning. Thanks for hanging out with us. Enjoy the show. to another edition of Here's What's Spinning, where we give you some of our most anticipated music releases for the year, uh, something for you to listen to, and maybe even the odd album review, which we will be doing in a little bit here. For today's episode, we have a very special guest joining us. He is a musician currently operating out of BC and just released his debut self-titled album in April of this year, titled Mudge. And he is joining us today to help out with discussing uh, some music with us and what he's been spinning and enjoying lately. So please welcome our friend, Kyle Mudge. Thanks for joining us today, man. What's up? What's up? Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, of course. We're looking forward to some uh, some new chatting about some of the releases that Adam mentioned in the last episode. And then uh, also, we understand that you've got some... Music that you're going to tell us about and, and get our listeners out there to, to mm-hmm. give everyone a taste of what you're listening to and not just Adams and my continued rock and metal. <laughs> <laughs> Deal. Yeah, cool. Expanding minds. That's right. Exactly. That's right. But first, before we expand minds, let's talk about the new Gojira album. Uh, did you have a chance to listen to it, Kyle? Yes, I did. I listened to it all the way through. Yeah, a couple you, times. I actually. gave you some homework, so uh, so I'm curious to uh, as to what you thought about this for sure, dude. That intro track, like the the initial one, is a banger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, holy smokes, does that ever bring you into the album? And I like, I just could not get over the vocal harmonies and like like just the vocals in general in that. Like, it's yeah. it's definitely got a uh, a sound i never i had never listened to gojira before so okay. like you guys like kind of like woke me up to what that is because i'd heard the band a million times like heard all about them but i'd never listened to any other stuff and when you guys recommended that album i'm like okay like let's check this out and i was just actually like pleasantly surprised by what i heard cool because totally. that's not some weird instruments in there too man like i feel <laughs> yeah. like they had like a there's like one song that has like a mongolian like uh-huh. like i don't even know what that is like but a, it's so a cool didgeridoo kind of thing yeah just the strangest sounds but like really really cool and it works well with what they're trying to portray in their album i think so so cool for sure well to give you some background too like i i've heard Gojira before and they've never caught me until this album and this album is the one that was like okay I gotta go back and listen to the rest of Gojira with a new perspective so uh, mm-hmm. yeah and, and I said a lot of the same things about it. like it's just it's just huge the vocals the the hooks like they're just gigantic yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, I really like that, uh, the line in the, I think it was the first song that I was listening to, but he's like, uh, um, we're born to face the greatest fear of all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, so cool, man. Like, I just, I really like how that sounded, that whole thing. Well, it's interesting that you both, uh, haven't, like, really listened to them much before because, because I've been listening to them since about 2005-ish since their one album like Mars from Mars to Sirius came out. And so that's been like, uh, I think this is their, their fifth album they've put out since I've been listening to them. And this new album, if there was one album where someone was like, I've never heard Gojira before, what should I check out? I'd be like, yeah, you should sh- just check out Fortitude. Cause it kind of just, it kind of just encompasses everything that they do. Mm-hmm. for the most part it rocks man <laughs> like yeah. i had it pumping in my truck because i have like a half an hour drive to and from nanaimo whenever i like go through and like for work i drive for an hour to get up to new space so i have time to listen to like the whole thing yeah which it was just so cool for sure so they gained a new fan and and it's like uh what it, it's the number one rock album in the world right now or something <laughs> yeah it beat out it it was the number one. It debuted on number one on the Billboard. It beat out everything. Unreal. That is absolutely just like it bonkers. beat out people like DJ Khaled and stuff like that, which is kind of insane. No doubt, they must be like so proud because that's kind of like I would kind of put them into like an obscure like yeah you know they're, they're like metal hard rock right like yeah. you don't really see that all the time. Well, I think that that's one of the things that grabbed me too is like Fortitude is definitely their most accessible album to like the general listener, mm-hmm. right? Um, which I think is why they've never grabbed me before either, right? Like it's just too obscure for my taste mm-hmm. uh, and most of their other albums. So yeah, well, they super they've cool, been... and that like they. Ha- Sorry, go ahead, Adam. I was just gonna say they've been gearing towards that for their last couple releases. Um, cause like when I started listening to them, they were very heavy and like non, like I would put them in the like death metal category and just kind of right. like a nonstop sure. onslaught throughout. And then they kind of slowly started gradually yeah, making their, making their stuff a little bit more accessible, but without one of the things I love about this new one is that it, it's still like, it feels like Kyle was saying like they're most accessible album but they don't but it's still gojira it's still gojira and they they don't like skip on the heavy by any means yeah they, there was some really driving guitar riffs in there and and polyrhythms and stuff that are just like like i was actually like super impressed because i kind of any time that i'd ever like heard the name i'm like okay like these guys are definitely like screaming <laughs> but screaming where I wouldn't understand it. But like, I was surprised because I, mm. I really like like Lamb of God and Children of Bodom and stuff, but it's because I know what they're saying when they're screaming. <laughs> yeah, like totally I really yeah. like being able to recognize the lyrical content, but like, yeah, they, they hammered that nail right on the head. I thought that was super cool. Yeah, I would definitely recommend checking out their, some of their older stuff, but prepare for something different uh their 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 album right their album right before this magma is very i don't want to say similar because this is this album is very different but like really accessible as well 
And then okay. kind of anything before that, you're getting into like the really kind of like heavy kind of death metal stuff. Well, I'm going to have to check them all out because like I, I definitely got hooked. Like even, like I said, even just that first song, it was like, okay, this is my speed for sure okay. for, mm -hmm. for heaviness. Like I, I definitely like my metal. I like my hard rock and all that kind of stuff. And that kind of just, it was like, yeah, yeah, I can take this. Nice. Yeah, this this album uh, right now it's uh, it's always subject to change for me, but it, it's my album of the year right now, for sure. Cool. Yeah. yeah, dude. Nice. Well, coming from like a fan to like a guy that actually like has listened to them before this, because I guess we you could call maybe me a bandwagoner <laughs> if I jumped onto fandom through this, hey, which would do. be accurate. But uh, yeah, like I could, I could definitely get behind like checking out some other stuff. But it, it's cool, like coming from like somebody that has uh, has frequented their music over the years um, to to pinpoint it up there at that level. I think is pretty neat and probably something they were hoping for. Because I'm, I'm, I know when uh, mm -hmm. when artists change what they do. And what you're used to as a fan, sometimes it can be like, uh, no, like don't really dig where you're going with that, yeah. boys. But if uh, if they've kind of still grabbed you and you're like an original original fan, like that's cool. Well, I think what's what's kind of interesting and and kind of impressive now that I think about it about what they did is that there's a lot of there's a lot of like hardcore early day Gojira fans that really like their kind of like first two albums that are completely different and in like like death metal category. And from what I've seen, like their last two albums, they've they've changed their sound and changed their direction. And it doesn't seem like they've lost any of those old fans, which is I think incredibly well, incredibly so hard sick. to do. Totally. No doubt. Yeah. I mean fans can be like brutal man like you remember when metallica put out the black album and people were burning their metallica cds because it wasn't yeah. thrash anymore yeah yeah like whoa dude you know so that's it's super cool that that uh that they've held on to that fan base but i can imagine that their sound like especially that vocal sound it's certainly unique to them totally like it's almost like uh like gang vocal <laughs> harmonizing i don't even know how to explain mm -hmm. it but it's just that bah, like really liked it super cool yeah it's got right a ton on. of power behind it which like it and it's uh it's hard for vocalists i find to really get their emotion through a recording right like live music is always so different than recorded music and that mm -hmm. to your point like that kind of gang vocals like whatever they've done on this album like you hear his passion, like a hundred percent, every single thing he yeah. says, like he is 100% into it. Totally. Yeah. And there's like, there's some songs that really have that like grit to them. And then they've, there was a, one song, I can't remember what, what it was called. Um, but I just actually heard it on shuffle today, but it's like, uh, more clean. Like, it's not like, it's not necessarily like the growling, heavy, hardcore vocals. Like it's actually like a melodic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. song as well so they kind of dive in and out of that mm -hmm. what i would imagine to be like the gojira kind of go to like yeah. that's why you listen to gojira sort of thing but yeah super neat man 
Well, that's what we're here for, to to bring new fans. So it's a totally okay if you're going to jump on that bandwagon because I think they fully deserve it. And I also, um, I've seen them live a couple times, and if you ever get the chance, do not skip out on them. They're one of the better live shows I've seen in quite some time. Do they all sing? Like, it sounds like everybody's singing. Just one. Just the main guy. Just one guy, hey? Yeah. Holy cow, man. Like, they... That the vocal parts in that, like I just, I feel like they layered it so much, but it just yeah. really like stands out. It was really cool. I like I on half expected them to like queen that stuff. Like I thought like there was like five dudes all <laughs> singing. Like it's yeah. just so cool, man. Yeah, just even go check out their. It's on YouTube. It's um, Gojira Live at Red Rocks Amphitheater. And okay. And just for like a for like a U, for like a YouTube kind of like we're gonna put our concert on to stream kind of thing. Like the sound quality is incredible, and it gives you gives you an idea of just like you can feel the energy through that performance, like on your screen. So I would definitely recommend you nice. and, and anyone else listening. If you want to get into that band, go check out that that stream on YouTube because it is it's pretty incredible. What what was it called again? Yeah, this album is certainly worth a listen. Uh, live at Red Rocks. Nice. Gojira. Isn't their name, like, derived from, like, the Japanese way of saying Godzilla? Yep. That's what it comes from, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is just so like... That's, well, dude, they sound like a yeah. titan, man. Like, like, I can see why they went with that name, because it, it's a perfect example of what you're in for certainly on this album like obviously i can't speak on the rest but like it was like it it was like if godzilla walked into the room and started singing death metal yeah. like that's just <laughs> it was pretty wicked yeah. that's a that's a great one-liner review <laughs> totally minus yeah. minus all the screaming japanese people <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> uh so so kyle i also gave you uh kyle mudge I also gave you a few songs to check out that um, Kyle, Kyle, other Kyle is going to get into some of this, some of his homework. <laughs> maybe one of these days, one of, maybe one of these days, Kyle needs to give me homework. Um, I, I give you lots on like editing the podcast. So listening yeah, to music truly really isn't too hard. <laughs> yeah. So I gave, you know, uh, I, I honestly didn't get to any of those guys and oh. I will. Okay, I know that's totally fine. I'm a, a, a piece of work for not doing that, but I was so focused on the Gojira album because I really wanted to talk about it, but I will definitely listen to these. I've heard some Silverstein and stuff before, um, and I've liked what I heard. I actually got that through uh, Travis Shepard. He's like a big fan of Silverstein. Okay. Um, so I will certainly check these guys out. Yeah, he is actually the one that introduced me to that band. I can s uh, definitely see why, because he... Uh, yeah. He used to talk them up a lot, and like I've I've definitely heard some of their stuff through him, but uh, but I haven't heard anything recent. Well, that's totally so. fine. I'll I'll accept it because you got into the Gujar album, and you know what? That makes me happy. So, <laughs> dude, I listened to it like twice straight through all the way, and I was like, yes, like I definitely am into this. So, I mean, based upon any recommendation that you ever gave me since high school, I've always been like pretty satisfied with the music I've heard from you guys. So I'm pretty sure I'll be 
good to go on all of those as well. Do you Indeed. hear the latest Justin Bieber? On point. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard a couple on the I, I, radio. I, I, My I, wife likes the Biebs. Yeah, I haven't heard them, so I, oh. I, that was just a funny joke for me. My wife is obsessed with them too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I honestly, mean, he's a Canadian honestly, kid, I've, I've come so around cool. a little bit. I have, I have more it, respect dude, his, for him his now. His new stuff sure. is so much better than his older stuff. Like that, la yeah. the last album that he put out, I actually there was like three songs in there where I'm like, okay, this is kind of cool. Like Biebs has grown up. Mm -hmm. He's no longer like baby, baby, baby. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I don't have to listen yeah. to that crap anymore. But um, but his newer stuff, I think he's like actually grown up and is adulting a little bit more now. So he's got some more relatable stuff to talk about. So yeah. I think that's kind of cool. Definitely nice. <laughs> Sorry to any Bieber fans listening if we're talking <laughs> shit about your idol, like Chris Cornell is my idol. I mean, fair enough, but yeah. <laughs> my apologies. We'll have to listen to some more Justin Bieber. <laughs> I think they'll get over it. Yeah. Well, I think we like we have a lot of uh um like all of us kind of have a pretty diverse musical taste i think right like good yeah. music is good music so totally. you can certainly appreciate stuff like i tend to stay away from pop music for the most part but i certainly appreciate um certain aspects of it that's right especially 90s pop like prozac and aqua <laughs> and all that kind of stuff we grew up with like i mean i'm still all for that right len steal my sunshine you remember that yeah. song oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah those are yeah, those i find have stuff. more of a nostalgic value than a uh actual good song value in my Mo in Lyric my current yeah. opinion <laughs> mm -hmm. but uh <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah nostalgia is definitely key on that i agree yeah totally listening to that some of that stuff nowadays i'm like ooh, why did i like that when i was a kid <laughs> yeah you still remember every single word to the song <laughs> yes yeah. yeah still get that groove on mm -hmm. cool man well so uh <laughs> Adam, do you want to continue with my thoughts on last week's music or uh, last episode's music or yes. what are you kind of thinking? Yeah, let's do that. Um, let's go through some I'd of I'd like your, to hear uh, what you have to say about it too, because that'll make that it'll push me even further into the realm of this go. new music. So yeah, sure. have yeah. at her, man. Yeah, so let's dive into some of your homework. Okay, so you, you actually gave Mudge There's only... A lot. Uh, four songs you gave me so much and i didn't get through all of it but i got through a lot of it so i'm gonna actually start with a, a pendulum well actually uh, kyle before you start real quick there was some i think there was some retroactive stuff did you <laughs> did you check that out uh, uh i did yeah i did i i didn't write good notes on it i i wasn't i didn't think you were gonna be calling me out on that today <laughs> oh you know it i'm putting you on the spot <laughs> Uh, okay, so if there was if there was one in particular, I'm, I was I'm the most curious about your thoughts about was that Leprous song. Okay, yeah, I love that Leprous song. The uh, so uh, Mudge the the song is called Castaway Angels. It's by a band called Leprous. Um, the the singer is a pretty has a pretty high register for a male, but uh, a very dynamic range and a very creative use of melodies, and the uh, the guitars are very arpeggiated um uh, but very kind of off time as well it actually reminds me of that song off off of your self-titled album and then the drums uh actually 
yeah, the drums are incredible for one. They're very simple sounding, but when you dig into them, very complicated and very tempo. <laughs> tempo. Uh, <laughs> uh, I shouldn't say tempo. More like beat diverse. Like where he's accenting and where he's pushing is is very creative. And actually, so I'd heard this Castaway Angel song before I heard uh, your song, Kyle, and. Uh, the fr- that was actually the first thought that came to my mind was was how they kind of matched or how they kind of uh, uh, mirrored each other. Well, hmm. now you got me wishing I had done more of my homework. Like I focused so hard on that Gojira album that I never got around to the other ones. But I'm I'm gonna have to listen to that because like I I really like when things are a little bit different. Arpeggiated guitar is mm-hmm. always super cool. I think and uh, and when people have like their own individual sound, I always like jive on that especially if it fits like you know what i'm into hard rock and yeah you know metal and all that kind of stuff but but yeah dude i'm gonna have to check that out yeah it wasn't on the list that adam originally gave you so just again that was uh castaway angels by leprous yeah okay cool i'll send you the link yeah do it i will absolutely listen to that and adam and then i'll give you guys an honest opinion Outside of the podcast, <laughs> maybe on a future podcast, we can talk about it and I'll have done my homework. Uh, and Adam, I think you're telling me that that, uh, that song, they actually did it, recorded it in one take. Is that right? Yes. Um, like within, uh, like, I don't think it was like they sat down and it was their very first take, but they like had, had wrote it, uh, or written it beforehand and came up with like all the parts and then when they sat down to actually write it it happened in that one take gotcha so they did this in the like uh in a studio setting they recorded it as a full band live just individual tracks on there as opposed to like stacking no they the no they like they came up with all of their instrumentals and then they got into the room sat in a circle and hit record and it was all live that way so to answer your question, yeah, so yeah, I was a live off the floor recording. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. yeah. I love, love that stuff. Oh, yeah. So, so cool. And when you see it, like when you watch a video and you hear it, you'll be like, how did you guys do this in one take? <laughs> and live off the floor. Dude, I get so amazed when people do that because like it kind of brings you back to like when you're thinking about like old reel to reel stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. like they that's how they did that you know like uh like sound city is a perfect example that's how they recorded everything it was typically live off the floor so they'd get everybody in they'd rehearse and rehearse and rehearse and then they pl- press the record button and when they got what they were looking for it was just fire like some of the best albums ever were yeah. made that way so that's that's super neat love that nice man i love how much you're bringing up dave Grohl. <laughs> he's a beauty man <laughs> he's a beauty uh, that was okay, actually so we, his single was one of the ones that Adam asked me to listen to last mm-hmm. episode. Nausea. Is it? Mm. Is this the one with uh, Paul or not? Was it Paul McCartney? No, 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 no. Mick Jagger. He did a song with Mick Jagger recently. Uh, that wasn't this song. This song was done with his daughter. This was the uh, one. This gotcha. was the one that he wrote for the What Drives Us documentary. Oh yeah, okay. Well, uh, yeah, I just watched that movie, so I've I've probably heard yeah. it in passing. <laughs> so you so guys Kyle, both yeah. might 
you both might shit on me for this, but I hated the song. <laughs> hated it. Just couldn't stand it. <laughs> really? No way. Yeah, no, I didn't find it creative. I found it super repetitive. The vocals were monotone. The organ was just noisy. And the doubled vocals were there to, like, hide the lack of expression. Like, I didn't find it inspiring at all. Huh. Hey, man, at least you're honest. Yeah. That's, uh, you know, I'm going to have to go and listen to this one again, too, because I'm pretty sure I've heard it through the documentary. Like, obviously, if you wrote it for that, then I would have heard it when I watched the show. I just can't recall it. Mm -hmm. And maybe that's why I can't recall <laughs> it. <laughs> so, Adam, well, based, mean, on yeah. your, based on your reaction, I assume you liked it? I mean, I I definitely didn't hate it, but I mean, in terms of... You just of, blew his heart apart, and <laughs> no. he's, he's devastated. No, not at all, actually. Like, I mean, in terms of, <laughs> in terms of, like, a Dave Grohl written song, it's, yeah, it's, it's, like, whatever. It's just kind of a song. Yeah. <laughs> Filler B-side. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it should be a D side. <laughs> a D side. <laughs> uh, anyways. Do you guys ever find that like musicians kind of tend to get like super complacent, especially when they've had like hit album after hit album and then it kind of just all sort oh, of totally. like goes down? Or like, because I, I feel like with the Foo Fighters, the, the very first album is my favorite. Love it. Like, mm -hmm. absolutely love it. But Dave did everything himself on that, right? Which makes it Dave. But, like, all of their albums have had really sick hits, but I was super impressed with, uh, with Concrete and Gold. Like, that Run, mm -hmm. that song just, like, blew my mind the first time I ever heard it because it's just, like, so different from everything else that they put out, and it's just, like, mm -hmm. really driving, but it has a bunch of really cool changes. And then you get, totally. like, other, other songs like... Uh, um that they just kind of don't hit me that way. You know, it's just, it really does feel like filler. Right. You, you gotta think he's just running out of ideas at this point. Kinda, yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's why he's directing so many movies. Probably. Yeah, another creative outlet, I suppose. Yeah. But he makes good movies. I mean, they're pretty cool. Sound City and What Drives Us mm -hmm. and all of those, uh, those documentaries documentaries that he's coming out with like i just can't get enough of them i wish he was doing them more you and me both man <laughs> and, and just to clarify i actually do really love dave Grohl for the most part i just hated this song so <laughs> just so we're all clear well, i don't I, I don't hate dave Grohl. i just hate this song <laughs> uh Okay, so I think we can tr we can go into I don't I won't put you on the spot anymore with all the retroactive ones. I was more so okay. curious about that that leprous one. So you can you can start to go at your own free will as to all the I think I gave him like eight songs much to listen to last week. So oh yeah, <laughs> he's he had a lot of homework. Yeah, it was it was a lot and a lot of albums, right? Yeah, and I didn't uh, just to be honest, I didn't listen to any of the albums because an album is a way more of a commitment than a song. <laughs> It is. <laughs> yeah. And I really <laughs> like when I true. listen to an album that I'm recommended, I like to sit down with it and, and kind of sit with it. Whereas a song, like it's, it's the difference between a two minute commitment and a, or a four minute commitment and an hour commitment. So totally. Anyways. So, uh, you recommended the new pendulum singles, uh, which <laughs> was, uh, 
<laughs> it was fun. I actually, uh, so Nothing for Free was the first one I listened to. I really liked this one. It's like super rocky, but it's got the nice EDM influence. And this was the band, Adam, that you said they do kind of EDM stuff, but they use actual instruments on stage. Is that right? Yeah, they they perform like with a with a normal DJ, but then right. they have um I think they have a dude like playing like electric drums and they have a couple like electric guitars. Gotcha. But I think they're good I think their guitars are kind of like um like Muse style. Have you seen have you seen yeah. where they like have like the iPad integrated or like can do like That's some right. kind of cool electronical electronical electronic y <laughs> sounds? Electromagical, yeah. Yeah, so I think they use one of those two. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so nothing for free I liked. Uh Come Alive, I didn't like it as much. I couldn't quite put my finger on why. It sounded a lot like Ramstein, but like with <laughs> way more EDM. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh and uh Driver was more like dubstep, but it just it didn't grab me either. Like the only one that really grabbed me was nothing for free. Okay, cool, cool. No. Yeah, they're more so just a good time. Fair enough, yeah. That actually sounds really interesting. Like uh like mixing rock and EDM just sounds like it could be really cool yeah and they have stuff that, it's a weird genre change though yeah they have stuff that's really cool um and then they have stuff that's like you can tell oh yeah this is just for like the edm festival and just kind of like right. super dancey yeah. and stuff like that so which come alive was kind of like sense. that i guess that's sure. why they would have done it Okay. Yeah, I just brought them up because they're they're a guilty pleasure of mine and they've been they had been like on hiatus for like the last twelve ish years or so. And I was just super pumped that they came back because I still I still like go back and listen to them. I don't listen to like EDM or dubstep or any of that kind of dance music hardly at all anymore. But when I do, mm. it's pendulum. I stopped <laughs> so I stopped listening like... to that music when I stopped doing MDMA. that's fair i think that's why a lot of people do that stuff were you uh were you impressed by what you heard on the new album like if uh if this is like a guilty pleasure and you listen to it fairly frequently um or even if it's infrequently and still like something that you take pleasure in or whatever like you're saying were you happy with what they came back with after such a long hiatus yeah, when you change the word, definitely impressed. Not really, um, but happy with it in terms of like I just wanted a few songs that just sounded like kind of old school Pendulum. Then for sure, I was I was like, yeah, right. I'm, I'm digging this. Yeah, cool. Well, that's awesome. It's always nice when you get something out like uh, like even like this is I guess a, another genre, but Tool like when they came out with their new album, mm-hmm. it was like yes, you know, like after. I think they were like 12 years, years as yeah. well or something crazy, oh. right? So it like when you get that and it's just like satisfaction instant. I think that <laughs> it's it's worth the wait when it comes out and you're happy with it. Totally. Yeah. 12 years is too friggin' long though. <laughs> People need to put out albums like once every 3 years. Like we <laughs> we got to get that stuff more often. I yeah. agree. Like, what are they doing in all that time? 12 years. You know? You know they're jamming. 
They're hanging out. They're going on tour. They're making music. But why aren't they putting it out? Because Maynard's a stubborn little man. <laughs> yeah, you said it. <laughs> yeah. I was pretty satisfied, though, actually, when they came out with the, with, what is it, Fear Inoculum? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty cool. It like was, it was a journey. Uh, but Tempest, I, I think, it. was my favorite. Yeah, I think. Yeah, like I'm. I, I wish they would go maybe like like for that band in particular. Like it would be nice if they had like not done so many shitty skit songs in there. Like I don't love that. Even though that's like certainly like a tool thing that they do. They put in these like little like three minute like whatever songs. Mm -hmm. But I like. After 12 years, I expected more than, like, what what was it, seven songs or something out of ten? Or it might have even been less than that, that were, like, legit 12 to 15 minute bangers. Mm -hmm. I wish they just did a little bit more of that, and, like, less of the, like, we're kind of funny with these quirky little <laughs> instrumental things. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Totally. I was itching for more of those like absolute bangers, but I was super happy with what they did come out yeah. with. Like it just it sounds like tool. Yep. Totally. Me too. <laughs> for the next twelve years, we'll wait for the next one. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be forty two when the next one comes out, yeah. so <laughs> <laughs> I won't be able to headbang anymore. The arthritis will be starting to come in, but <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I won't have any hair, even if I wanted to grow it up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the Adam and Kyle podcast is sponsored by Phoenix Song Productions. Phoenix Song Productions is an AV system provider and integrator specializing in live sound production and recording. Phoenix Song Productions also offers technical consultations, permanent installations, and rentals. Phoenix Song's newest offerings include live streaming consultations, on-site audio and video recording, as well as technical and creative education. Check our website at www.phoenixsongproductions.com for the next education or entertainment event. Follow us on social media. Check the show notes below for links to our website and all of our social pages. next on your list uh, there i got uh silverstein uh silverstein silverstein i make it up as i go steen, steen. uh bankrupt uh their single 
The mm-hmm. intro reminded me a lot of Muse, uh, like Madness in particular. Um, by the time they got to the verse, they were back on brand. Like they were exactly like I would expect Silverstein to sound. Um, I like the way the song evolves, but the vocal hook, hook, like that bankrupt kind of electronic, it's pretty weak to me. Like I don't love that they relied so much on it for the song. I think the song was mm-hmm. good without it. Um, and lyric wise, like it's on point with today's world, but like pretty shallow. It's not much for interpretation. Like it was pretty much just said as it is, which is definitely fine. But, yeah, exactly. Uh, and on brand with Silverstein. So overall, great, great song. Uh, I didn't end up saving it to my library, but it was worth the listen. Oh, it didn't make no, the it save. No, didn't make the save. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. Yeah, like it, like it's pretty good. I, I just, I throw all these out here just to see what, what, like Kyle for sure. Yeah, I put it on our spot. I put it on our Spotify playlist just to, you know, get it out there. But yeah, like it's good. Like yeah. I mean, well, and plus, like it's ex- it's exciting when people are releasing singles. Like it's exciting to listen about them and talk about them. So, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. Good topic for conversation. That's for sure. Yep. If yeah. you do your homework, so yeah, wor- <laughs> <laughs> worth a listen. Worth a listen and uh Yeah, and, yeah, and it might make you your library, it just didn't make mine. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll be checking it out, so I'll I'll have to let you guys know yeah, for sure. post show. <laughs> Definitely. Uh for the next one I've got Our Last Night. Winter is what the single is called. Um I liked uh-huh. the song. Apparently I was in a really like grumpy mood when I was writing all these reviews because <laughs> I didn't have much to say about the creativity and the instruments. Like I liked the groove and I liked the arrangement um, and I liked the song, but it just, it wasn't very creative in my opinion. <laughs> but maybe, like I say, maybe I was in a bad mood when I was writing all these. Right. <laughs> yeah. Gotta, gotta go back and double check, <laughs> double check, see what future yeah. Kyle thinks. That's right. Exactly. Well, that's music. Music's all about mood, right? If you're, I've heard albums many times before where like I first hear them I'm like oh, I don't like this and then like a few months later I go back and I can't stop playing it so it's mm-hmm. it's all a matter of what you're feeling I think at that's the moment. Right. totally uh maybe they maybe they used up all their creativity on their covers <laughs> maybe because they they covered uh <laughs> uh animals right or who covered animals you asked me to listen they, to that one too um no one covered it they Architects did like a orchestrated version of it. Right, right, right. Okay. They did. They like recorded, re-recorded the song with like a live orchestra in the studio. That's right. Okay. Well, I. Yeah. Okay. Um. So, Imminence uh, is the next band that you suggested. Their single is called Temptation. Mm -hmm. Uh. Mm -hmm. See, this one is a positive review. I was gonna say now I'm worried because <laughs> this song is like it's like one of my favorite songs. Yeah, no, right this now, song so. is really good. It uh, the the violins or cellos, I couldn't really tell what they are. Uh, they come in about halfway through the song, and I love it. They they kind of follow a melody that mocks the screaming vocals, but they provide the hook, and that that is really cool. And at the end of the song, I see, and they're played by the lead singer while he's that. singing. Cool, very cool. I th- it, in the video, it looks like he's singing and playing violin at the same time. Yeah, 
Man, that would be unreal. Like, how difficult <laughs> would that be? Because it's such a hard instrument to play just on its own anyways. Like, to become, like, no proficient at violin, but also to be, like, yeah. rock... Like, <laughs> nobody does that. That's so cool. Yeah, so that one, uh, this, this one I was, I was definitely into. And then at the end of the song, like, we kind of seem to end on the strings. Uh, but then, like, slam into this mm -hmm. dirty breakdown with, like... Uh, oh man yeah right. and it's got like a fiddle lead line over top but like half the tempo of what you'd expect a fiddle to play and i was like this is really cool <laughs> wow yeah so so yeah definitely check them out really unique band for sure yeah and then man yeah i'm gonna have to do that and then they released an album which i haven't listened to yet so yeah, or Mudge, you can you can listen to all these on my uh, I make like playlists about all the stuff we talk about. Okay, yeah, so I'm definitely going to my Spotify page and uh, check out all these. Wicked! I'm gonna be on that as soon as we're done talking. <laughs> Beauty. Okay, and they can lullaby me to sleep. Yeah, not <laughs> yeah, all of exactly. them are lullabies. <laughs> uh and the last one adam that you asked me to listen to was spirit box's new single circle with me with uh, uh yeah we actually listened to this one together after we recorded one of our episodes yeah, and then i've also listened to it a lot by myself because it's so good like yeah at least 50 times i've spun this yeah for sure <laughs> Uh, yeah, Courtney, she's uh, the lead, lead vocalist. Um, she's a lyrical and melodical genius, and like the variety in her screams surprises me every time. Uh, instrumentally, there's great riffs. Um, and, oh, what did I write here? They, the great riffs, which drive the chord voicing, which is supported by pads, which it, it seems like Spearbox is kind of heading that direction to kind of take riffs that voice the chords over pads with like her screaming and singing over top. And, uh, I, I like mm -hmm. it a lot more than spirit boxes, old stuff. Uh, and this is another song where the chorus is just gigantic. Like the instruments are super sing simple, but the engineering just takes that simplicity and puts it over such a huge field that it just fills up your whole mm -hmm. brain. Face. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, much. Have you ever heard of Have you ever heard of this band? Spear I've Fox? never heard of Spear Fox ever in my life. So I'm super interested because this sounds like intriguing, actually. Yeah, you got to check them out. I I was saying in our last um, here's what spinning episode that I think this band is just right on the verge of exploding, and like possibly into the mainstream. They're just getting. Everything I've seen of theirs is just gets really good reviews from from everywhere, and I think they're they're like right on the edge of about to like headline like major festivals. Oh, kind of that's thing. so cool! I think they're I think they're right there. Yeah. So they definitely kind of got their own uh, their own jive going, like mm -hmm. totally, like pretty unique kind of thing. Or like, is it like what what would you place them for genre? Because you were saying that like like she does. Uh, does screaming right but they've got like but she like and cleans yeah yeah okay and uh her voice is just beautiful but also 
so mean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wicked. I don't I don't know what genre to 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 file them under. They're like um they're pretty metal uh, I was going to say metalcore, but that's wrong. They're kind of It's almost like if uh Kill Switch Engage and Evanescence had a baby. <laughs> Okay, well, I like both of those bands, and that kind of I I I can see maybe what uh, what you're taking from that. Love Kill Switch, so I think um, yeah, I'll have to give this a listen. Yeah, like imagine Howard's sure. Cleans were a woman singing. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. And then screams were the same woman. <laughs> Oh, that's I wicked, like dude. Yeah, that sounds like it's right up my alley. I love that kind of stuff because it's like melodic metal. That's how I always like put yeah. Kill Switch out as. Like it's like it's got sections of like easy listenability, but also mm -hmm. drives you to like where you like wanna punch a baby or something. <laughs> like, you know, like it really like never. Wow. I would never punch a baby. <laughs> Yeah, well, I, w I wouldn't either, but like, yeah, you know, maybe you? you probably want to at times, and that's what that makes me feel like. It makes me feel like yeah. if I had a baby to punch, I would want to punch it, but I still wouldn't because that's wrong. Maybe you shouldn't right. have kids. We talked about that in the last uh, recording. Maybe you shouldn't. <laughs> yeah. yeah, maybe not. Maybe not. So that's kind of my... Yeah, I Sorry, think go ahead, Adam. I was just gonna. I was just gonna kind of say one last thing about the band is I think what's really special about them is you have like a band like Tool, where like as soon as you listen to them, it's like, oh yeah, this is Tool. Yeah. Spirit Box is kind of like they they've they've found their identity, and it's like as soon as a song of theirs comes on and she starts singing, you're like, oh yeah, this is Spirit Box. Nice. Like you just know instantly. So. Well, that's wicked. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna have to yep. listen to your playlist because you got me got me interested yeah do it <laughs> so that's uh that's the, it for my comments on adam's previously recommended here's what's spinning that's it so uh okay with us having a guest on this episode of here's what's spinning uh, it'd be interesting to hear kyle mudge what uh what have you been spinning well I am like straight hooked into the grunge era still. I've been pumping uh, Mother Love Bone, Apple. Um, oh, yeah. I don't know if you guys know about Mother Love Bone, but it was essentially like Pearl Jam before Pearl Jam. Different singer. Andy Wood was kind of like one of the uh, founding fathers of grunge music in some ways. And he died like four days before their debut album, Apple, hit the radio. Like they were... Hmm. They were on par to be like Pearl Jam, Soundgarden, Nirvana. Like they were, they were all up in that. But there's a really, really great tune um, that Pearl Jam actually covers from time to time, but it's called uh, Crown of Thorns. Super, super awesome. So I've been playing yeah. that. Um, I play the Temple of Dog album, and I've been playing some of Jerry Cantrell's solo stuff. And he's actually in the studio right now. Um, cooking up some tunes for a new solo album and I, it's been like 20 years I think since he put out a solo album so I'm wow. actually really stoked for that because it's, it's not Alice in Chains and he definitely takes um, different routes 
in his solo stuff. It still has that Alice sound in some ways, because obviously he's like the driving force behind that band, but it's stuff that would just never make it onto an Alice um, album, but is still like that rock and heavy grunge sound. So, so that's what I've been spinning lately. Cool. Right on. Yeah, we'll check that out for sure. I've listened to a little bit of Mother Love Bone. I know that Temple of the Dog album for sure. That's like, honestly, man, like that album for me is probably one of the easiest and most listenable albums I've ever heard. Just because there's not Hmm. a single song on there that I ever just skip. They're all so good. And the fact that these boys just kind of came together. uh, To come full circle, the Temple of the Dog album was actually written after Andy Wood died. So Chris Cornell and Andy Wood were roommates during that whole period. And when Andy Wood died Hmm. of a heroin overdose, Chris Cornell wrote a lot of those songs on his own and then decided to bring in local musicians from Seattle, which included Pearl Jam and Eddie Vedder had just come down from uh, California to Seattle to audition for Pearl Jam and stuff like that. They were kind of just in the beginning phases of what Pearl Jam was going to become. So that was hmm. like, it's really cool. A lot of the songs are actually about that guy. So yeah. Interesting. Little backstory for you. Yeah. They'll give a, they'll give a new perspective on that album. Cause I'm, I'm fairly familiar with, with Temple of the Dog. Cause anytime you go, you're just like listening to kind of like a grunge playlist, mm-hmm. like a curated one on like Spotify. There's usually some songs from that record on there for sure. Oh yeah, man. Like they've got to, they got some bangers on there. There's one that's like 11 or 12 minutes long. I think it's called reach down. Um, and that one kind of talked mm-hmm. about like the time times when Chris Cornell had met Andy Wood. And then they've got like classics like say hello to heaven or hunger strike. That's usually the one that everybody kind of mm-hmm. is yeah. like the go-to that everybody knows. But yeah, there's just there's some wicked tunes on there and it's kind of like uh some of Chris Cornell at his absolute best. I think. So I mean, I I like listen to the whole okay. album today just because obviously the day being uh May 18th when he died, I was kind of putting myself back in that place by listening to some of his stuff. Totally. So impressive. Especially since they were like 20 something doing all of this. Like some of the music that those guys came out with in the like the early '90s was just like holy cow! Like to be 23 mm-hmm. and come out with this like just super insanely good music, hooky, catchy, guitar-driven stuff. It's just super cool. Totally. Cool, cool, cool. Okay. Yeah. Um. Okay, I'll we'll move on to my little list here. Yeah. I have less this time than I did bef- than I did before, so that's good. It's good. Um, <laughs> so Kyle can catch up. It's <laughs> so much backlog right now. <laughs> oh, it's all good. Um, okay, so the the first one again, kind of a band from our uh, not our childhood, but uh, our junior high high school days. Um, Rise Against has a new album coming out. Nice. Yeah. And like, I mean, again, Rise Against, we talk about like bands kind of going stale. Yeah. I don't think I've, I've heard a release since like Appeal to Reason 
or maybe end game by Rise Against that I've really like latched onto and enjoyed. And I'm mainly bringing this up just to kind of see what you guys think about this because I know I know Kyle's like a or was like a big Rise Against oh, fan. Was, yeah. Um, and so yeah, they have like two or three singles out. The album's out uh, June fourth. It's called Nowhere Generation. And I mean, I can give my opinions uh, on the next episode, but I, like it's it's just new Rise Against, and it's kind of interesting. So I kind of figured I'd uh, chuck that in yeah, here. Yeah, they. What's your hypothesis on it? Do you think it's going to be like meeting the standard, or do you think that, uh, like, just judging on past albums, do you think you're going to be underwhelmed? Or do you think it's going to like hit right where it should? What do, what's your hypothesis on it? <laughs> um, my, initial, my initial feelings from the, from the singles, it's probably going to be one of those albums that I'll check out once and I'll, I might never go back to. <laughs> if, if I'm being yeah, honest. This, I've, I've heard the singles uh, come through on like curated playlists. And so I actually did know uh-huh. that they had an album coming out. I didn't realize that it was coming out uh, right away here. But... Uh, yeah, I, I would agree with that, Adam. I It's going to be an album that I... Well, I mean, I don't want to go into it too biased, but it doesn't sound like it's new to Rise Against. And as far as, like, them going stale, I haven't really liked an album of theirs since The Sufferer and The Witness, except for Hero of War off of Endgame. That one song. <laughs> and that was a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. The Suffer and The Witness was 2006. <laughs> Lord, yeah, are we getting old or yeah, what? <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Yeah, I love. I really, I enjoy the two albums after that, like Appeal to Reason and Endgame. But like, by enjoy, I mean like sixty percent of of each of the albums. There's some really cool songs on there, but after that, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah, they've they've lost their oomph for yeah. sure. But it's hard to keep yeah. that momentum going, I think. Like you I wonder if it has anything to do with like just inspiration in the band. Like they probably just keep making stuff because it's like they have to. Yeah, for sure. You know, keep the fans happy yeah. and, and everything, but like some bands just lose that inspiration and it's like, okay, let's write an album to write an album, guys. You know, like they don't yeah. have the fire well, I, under I, it anymore. Yeah, I think it's I think it's now become forty year old men still trying to write teenage angsty songs, and they're not teenagers full of angst anymore. Yeah, yeah, that makes they're sense. They're not they're not evolving with who they are as people, and that happens a lot. I feel like. Yeah, you kind of get stuck into your like, this sounds like mm-hmm. kind of thing you know and you want to keep your fans happy and everything but at the same time like if you if you try to appeal to your fans too much then it it can seem fake yep so it's almost better for you just to evolve over time and if they don't like it well whatever you're you'll keep some old fans that'll enjoy the the different take and you'll gain new ones but you're not stagnating in uh like an endless pit of despair trying to come up with (laughs) what you did before exactly (laughs) Totally. Uh, okay, so for my next release that's uh, upcoming, this one comes out. What day is it? This one comes out pretty quick here. Uh, this Friday, 
as we record this, this Friday, uh, May 21st. And we were actually kind of, I'm throwing you guys a curveball here because we were actually kind of talking a little bit about pop music. And this is a pop album coming out okay. that I'm pumped for. And the reason for it is um, it's by a guy named Teddy Swims. And he kind of started, uh, I guess, a little bit as like a YouTube musician, like uh, singing a bunch of covers of songs. Um, but then he's also been through, he's also been in a, in a lot of bands where uh, he's in this one called Wild Heart that's like this, uh, I can't, it's like, it's kind of just like like rock and roll style but his his vocals are like really kind of like poppy but raspy kind of thing oh yeah and then he was and then he was in another band called eris that's like full-on like post-hardcore oh sweet. Of stuff where he does like he does the clean vocals and then in another band called elephants that's like full-on like r&b kind of style um and so I've been kind of like just following his like YouTube career a little bit because when I first heard him sing, um, it was actually on, a, it was actually from a Jared Dines cover. And I think they were, dared, they, they were covering a Jonas Brothers song. And you know, like Jared Dines was like making it like metal and stuff like that. But then he had this guy, Teddy Swims, sing the like poppy, like cleans that you'd expect from Jonas Brothers. And I remember watching the video and I was like, who the hell is this guy? Because his voice just like, for me, just like grabbed me right away. And I was just immediately just like, this is one of the coolest voices I've heard in quite some time. So I kind of started following his career that way. And so this EP he has coming out, on the 21st called unlearning is his like debut solo ep Wicked. so i'm really pumped to kind of to hear what it's all about i would definitely recommend checking him out it's kind of I'll, I'll lead you to a couple of of things to check out because yeah he kind of goes everywhere but um one for sure you need to check out is a song called animal by his band wildheart and then head over to YouTube and check out his his cover of Blinding Lights by The Weeknd. And yeah, just his, I just, the guy's got some pretty insane vocal chops, so. What's his, uh, what's his YouTube thing? Is it just Teddy Swims? Yeah. Okay. Wicked. I'll have to check and, that out. I love when people can like chameleon too, man. Like that's. That's the only way I can oh, ever yeah. put it. But like when you're like a chameleon artist and you can like span multi-genre. Totally. I just think that's so cool. Totally. Really wicked. And when you and when you see him too, like see a picture of him, you're just gonna be like, How the hell does a voice like that come out of a dude like this? I'm I'm looking I'm <laughs> looking at pictures that. right now and I'm a little bit concerned. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm telling you, man. Just yeah. I I, I highly, highly, highly recommend him as a, as a vocalist. He's just, I think he's got a incredible sounding voice, really good tone to his voice and just super, super talented. Nice. So wicked Teddy swims. 
Teddy Swims, his debut EP, Unlearning, coming out May 21st. Uh, so that's all I have for the, just the couple of things upcoming. I have, I have quite a few more like albums on my list, but they're a ways away. So I'm going to save them a little bit for some future episodes. Cool. The, yeah, surprise. This would be a great chance for me to catch up. But uh, Exactly. <laughs> but uh, two, two albums that I wanted to just briefly touch on that I definitely think are worth checking out that came out recently. Uh, both of them came out on May 14th, actually. And one of them is the new uh, solo album by Miles Kennedy from Alter Bridge. And Dude, Slash. he's so cool. He's got a killer voice, doesn't he? He really does, man. And he's like one of those rock stars that like doesn't drink or do anything. He's like super straight edge because he mm -hmm. takes care of his voice. But just so cool, man. Alter Bridge is unreal. Miles Kennedy like yeah. with uh, with Slash is just unreal. Like he's just all around so mm -hmm. cool. Yeah. So definitely. Uh... Definitely check out his new album. It's called The Ides of March, but it came out in May. Um, but it's really good. I'm going to have <laughs> so, yeah, to download that listen. right now. <laughs> and then the, the other one that came out on that same day is um, a new album from the Black Keys called Delta Cream. Um, but what's interesting about this one is it's actually full. It's a full cover album. So they were inspired by, they were inspired by a bunch of like old school blues artists that grew up in their area and they just covered a bunch of like old school blues songs and got some of the artists to collaborate on them with them. Nice. That's awesome. That'll be great. And so that's it's, super cool. Yeah. It's really, it's a really cool listen. It's, it's like very, well, it's, it's like very blues, but it just is like like um what's his name i can't remember his name but the singer just like the black keys singer just singing over top cool. of them wicked so yeah it's a really cool lesson black keys Dan have Arbach. done some really That's cool things man like they really have there is there is a one album whatever that purple one is i can't remember what the that was called they changed their sound a little bit but like they're such a Turn talented blue. band like just unreal so I'm I'm actually excited to well, hear Mudge, that. Well, Mudge, I remember you. I remember you putting a video of you covering Little Black Submarines, didn't you? Back in the day. Yeah, yeah. I think I did that with Josh Morrison, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's been many, many moons now since we did that. That was probably five, six years ago, I think. But uh, but yeah, dude, I I like the Black Keys. I think they're uh, I think they're Me super too. talented dudes. So I'm excited to hear what they've got My, uh, up their sleeve. My wife walked down the aisle to one of their songs. No way. That's cool. What yeah. One? Yeah. Actually, from that, that purple album you're talking about, the, the Turn Blue album, yep. she walked down the aisle to Weight of Love, the opening track. Oh, okay, nice. Nice. That's wicked. Yeah, I, I think yeah. they went a little bit of a different direction on that album, but like they, not to say that it was bad. It was just a change of scenery, I think, for them. Super totally. cool, anyway. Yeah. Uh, so that's all I have for y'all. Well, that's some good suggestions. I got lots of new music to check out now. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, thanks for putting that together, and thanks and for your suggestions too, Kyle. I, uh, I'm looking forward to going back in time into the grudge 
the grunge uh, mm-hmm. pool. <laughs> That's just where I live, man. It's right where I live. <laughs> I pretty much pool. I stayed there and I just I haven't left the grunge pool just... for a long time. So it's kind of nice getting some new fresh taste because I'm not like I'm not super up to date with what's coming out most of the time. So mm-hmm. it's a pleasant surprise when I get some new music and I'm like, this is really cool. What have I been doing with my time? <laughs> <laughs> I should move out from under this rock once yeah. in a while. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. I definitely kind of go down that rabbit hole and I stay there and it's uh yeah, it's it's nice to have have fresh ears sometimes. Totally. So Kyle uh Kyle Mudge, I want you to just uh tell everyone listening, I mentioned at the top of the show that you have a new album that is out on Spotify and iTunes, just give everyone a little reminder of where they can go to uh, stream it, buy it, and help support you. Yeah, you can uh, you can find me on Spotify. Just look up Mudge, and uh, you can also find me on YouTube. Um, I'm on iTunes, most of the major platforms. I actually I have two new. They're not necessarily new, but I've got two songs coming out in um, June, June first and tenth. I've got. Um, translucent um and angel of pain which are both old silent army songs that were never released so i'm actually putting those out on my spotify and itunes so the, there'll be some new music cool. coming on there as well as my upcoming acoustic ep that i will be putting out in february so you can find all of that music awesome. um soon to be on itunes and spotify as well as a bunch of other major platforms nice and are they all under the uh, Mudge moniker? Um, yes. Yeah. The, the, uh, two that I'm releasing soon, it's Mudge and Silent Army. Um, it's strange. They won't let me put stuff on like as Silent Army onto my Mudge profile. Oh, okay. Because we're separate bands, but I wrote the songs with them and we just never, never ended up putting them out anywhere. So I just thought they deserved to be heard. So I, I had to do mm-hmm. Mudge and Silent Army, but it's kind of the same. Thing. Okay, cool. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Well, that does it for this rendition of Here's What's Spinning. Uh, thanks to everyone that tuned in to this one. Uh, you can go to our show notes below for links to our Here's What's Spinning playlist on Spotify. And then also we'll include some links for, for Mudge, uh, for his uh, Spotify playlist, his iTunes stuff, and links to where you can go stream and support him and buy his album and do it because it's awesome and then for us just always remember to like subscribe follow leave ratings and reviews for our podcast that really helps smash that five um, star button always... <laughs> <laughs> yes exactly please um and yeah thanks everyone for for listening the response so far has been really great uh, and we couldn't do this without all of you listeners so we really appreciate all of you listening and that does it for this and we will see you again next week see you guys later I'm disgusted by this image you're just standing there you're screaming at the But no one's fighting here I'm addicted
here thanks again for listening to today's podcast we hope you enjoyed yourself please take a second to follow us on all of our social media links to our pages and any other material we talked about today are in the show notes below check back in next month for some additional conversation laughs and new music and we wanted to give a big thank you to adam's sister amanda rishog for designing our podcast cover image she's a beautifully talented artist that has a tattoo shop here in calgary called living prayer tattoo she specializes in fine line work sacred geometry and botanicals follow her online handle at living prayer tattoo on facebook and on instagram where you can find all of her work and booking information and lastly thanks again to phoenix song productions for the continued technical and financial support which helped make this podcast possible We'll see you next time.